Welcome to the Whiteboard Session, examining our faith based on Luther's small catechism. This week, Pastor Jung continues our discussion on the Lord's Prayer, and we focus on the first petition, Hallowed be thy name. Let's listen in. Welcome everyone again uh, to our Whiteboard Sessions as we continue on uh, with our journey in the Lord's Prayer. um, uh, Today, uh, we will begin with the first petition, Hallowed be thy name. Uh, but, but, but before we do that, why don't we uh, begin uh, with a word of prayer. Our dearly Father, we, uh, we thank you for this day, O Lord, that you have brought us to this time. Lord, we know that uh, by your grace we are saved and that uh, by faith uh, we are so joyous knowing that uh, you meet our every need and that you continue to grant us uh, the strength and the endurance to live out our days. Lord, uh, bless us as we go through your word, uh, knowing what it means to be in your name, and what a blessed name that is. Bless us at this time, and and lead us in your word, and may it edify us as we continue to walk um, in the faith. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so today, uh, as we talked about uh, last time, about our Father who art in heaven, what a great joy that is to know that if he is our Father, we are his children. And today, as we continue on with the Lord's Prayer, uh, we go with the first petition. Hallowed be thy name. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition uh, that it may be kept holy among us also. How is this this done, or how is God's name kept holy? Uh, God's name is kept holy when the Word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as children of God also lead holy lives according to it, right? And we pray in this petition, help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's Word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this Heavenly Father. All right. So, uh, the, the first, comi- uh, the first uh, petition is all about the name. And some of you who follow our large catechism uh, instruction, I know uh, we really talk about this whole, uh, this whole idea of the name. And as we look at Luke 18, with the parable shown to the Pharisee and the tax collector, we really see it's, it's all about the name. What name... Do we live under? In Luke 18, uh, we see this parable that shows the Pharisee who says, "Um, I've done this, I've tithed, I've fasted. Um, I'm not like the extortioners or the unjust or the unruly. Um, I am righteous, right? The Pharisee trusted uh, in his own righteousness, and Jesus was trying to show the Pharisee what true name would set him free. Now, the Pharisee thought... It was his own name that would set him free, right? By his own works, by his own righteousness, by his own law, um, by his own up, up, upholding of the holiness code. But then in this parable, Jesus shows and describes the tax collector who does not say, I've done this, I've done that, but the tax collector who says, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And in this depraved state, he needed God's name, the name above all names, right? Hallowed be thy name. What name do we live under? 
And clearly, as we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, we very well know that what great delight, what great joy that we live under his name, what it means to live in his name, and knowing that in his name we are made holy. Now again, how are we made holy? That's the question. You know, how are we children of God? By the grace of God and Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins, rising on the third day for the forgiveness of our sins and for eternal life uh, by his body and blood, our names are written in the book of life. Now, here we see the name. And this name is uh, very important. We all have names, I believe. And uh, the name really, uh, well, shows who we are. But when we talk about this name, thy, not my name, hallowed be my name, it's your name, thy name. What is that name we are speaking of? And that name is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And how are we in that name? By the gift of our very uh, gracious gift of baptism. And when we're covered in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit in His name, there we are connected and grafted and um, under His name, living in His name, uh, rejoicing in His name, delighting in His name, because we know very well that we have been brought into this faith all by the power of the Holy Spirit, all by the water and the Word, and there in that name we live. Our entire life is credited to His name. And therefore, in faith, we go in His name. Now, how must we go in His name? Now, we look at 2 Timothy 3, 14 to 16. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the same sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So how is God's name kept holy? By the Word. All Scripture is God-breathed. Lord, lead us to live holy lives. It's all by that word where we, remember, all scripture is God-breathed, right? It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. Uh, for the man of God may be competent and equipped in every good work. So it's by the word of God uh, that uh, we very well know uh, uh, that we, and this leading to live holy lives, that here we see uh, that God's name is kept holy, right, in our lives. Now, God's name, as we know, is holy in itself, right? We're not trying to make God's name holy because, well, God is holy. He is perfect. He is uh, above all, and therefore He is, yes, holy without our doings. But in our own lives, how can we keep His name holy? By the Word and by leading this godly life, and we pray that God, the Spirit, may lead us. Help us to do this, right? Help us to do this. Uh, so as we look in the catechism here, it reads, What are we asking when we pray that God's name may be kept holy? 
And it reads, Since God's name is God, as he has revealed himself to us, we cannot make his name holy, but we do pray that he would help us keep his name holy in our lives. Right? Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Right? That his name is kept holy, again, as his word is taught in all of his truth. And I say that very importantly in all purity because when we sway from the word and we, uh, when we um, cookie cutter the word, and when we say the word, uh, that the Bible contains the word rather than the Bible is the word, then definitely um, we are profaning, we are dishonoring, we are teaching contrary to God's word. And that is how it's not kept holy in our lives. And thus, if we're teaching contrary to God's word, it's so fitting that we would also live contrary in our lives. So when we talk about uh, the first petition here, uh, we are living under his name and we are praying to the Lord, help us to live holy in your name, right? But not only in our name, but as we lead these holy lives, that your name may be glorified to all the world, right? So it all begins in the word of God. It all begins in this prayer that points to the Lord's name. And it points to, well, I guess it, it points away from ourselves. Now again, remember the prayer life is all about being, this is the rhythm in which we pray. We're humbled because we very well know that our name brings nothing to the table. We are exalted by faith because we know that his name exalts us, right? By the gift of baptism, of course, gift of the cross, uh, the death and resurrection uh, of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins and life eternal, the work of Christ outside of ourselves, bringing us into his name. Therefore, uh, uh, by, by our desperate attempts to make a name for ourselves, um, as we see in the, the, the Luke 18 text, or even in the Old Testament story of the Tower, Tower of Babel, uh, we very well know that we are quickly humbled, knowing that our names mean, well, nothing. You know, it's, we, try to, we could try to keep uh, the name of God holy in our lives by our own strength, but we very well know uh, that we are unable to do so. And therefore, we pray that his name be kept holy by the word of truth, teaching and preaching and, and studying the word, leading godly lives from that word. And we pray that the Lord may lead us because, well, we can't do this on our own. Prayer life. Remember, this is the rhythm that we see all throughout the Lord's Prayer, uh, humbled and exalted, as it says in Luke 18 as well. Uh, those that are um, humbled are exalted. Those that are exalted are humbled. And therefore, um, again, when we're uh, exalted in our own human names quickly, when we pray this, it gets us back to humility. It gets us back to knowing, oh yeah, that's right. Um, I am living under his name uh, because I was born into sin and death and I can't uh, rescue myself um, by my own name. I need Christ the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I need His name uh, to rescue me. So this is uh, what we talk about, the first petition. It really gets us back to the theme of the name, right? The theme of the name. So uh, when we talk about uh, the name again, as we talk about word lead to, uh, as the word leads us in these God-pleasing lives, again, this name, it's almost like I just 
scribbled W's all over the place. The second commandment, right? It leads to do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Uh, to live in His name, uh, to not fall, to carelessly using God's name in vain, uh, to fleeing to um, uh, the satanic arts and the astrology and the fortune telling, all those things, but living in His name and not dishonoring His name, but really honoring, praising, and glorifying His name. And this is what this prayer is all about. Um, yes. So I pray that uh, as you pray this prayer, though you pray, hallowed be thy name in a linear thought or prayer, it's a very important exercise as we thread through this prayer with all the things that we have discussed. About thanking the Lord, praising the Lord for the name that you live under. Uh, 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 praying to the Lord that he may lead you in his truth by hearing God's word in all of its purity and truth, to study God's word in all of its purity and truth, uh, but also that uh, the Spirit may lead us to live holy and pleasing lives according to his, his name. Right? So when we say, hallowed be thy name, it's not like we just go through it quickly, but we really take the time to dwell upon the meaning. And I, I think it really gives us, it makes us quickly realize the treasure that we have in what Jesus taught us to pray, right? Uh, to show us uh, the great depth of what this prayer is all about. Uh, so remember that. Uh, God's name um, truly is uh, the one of deliverance, the one that transforms us by his word, uh, by the baptism that he gives, of course, by the work of the cross, so that we may pray to him that by his word we may lead holy and pleasing lives. Right? Help us, O Lord, uh, to live in your name. Life is tough. Life is very chaotic, and sometimes we have that in our fallen sinful flesh, that identity crisis of who we are. And when we go to prayer, it gets us back to who we are. It gets us back to how we got there, right? And it's, it's uh, by that name that we are able to live. So use this prayer because the devil will tell you to not pray. He'll say, stop. It does not, it's not helping. It's not useful. You already know that. Why are you praying that? No, we, we go back to prayer because uh, there, here by the Spirit, it guides us to the truth, the Word, His name, the blessing, the gospel, sacraments, the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, His name. And in that great joy and delight, by the power of the Holy Spirit, He leads us to live uh, these holy lives, right? So remember that this day about this commandment. Um, I guess we'll close with this reading. And I know a lot of you know this. But it reads in John 8, 31 and 32 about remaining or abiding, right? Uh, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, verses 31 and 32. If you, are, uh, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and this truth, this aletheia, right, this, this name, this word will set you free, and that name is Christ. Right? That's the name we live under. We are set free. And when we pray this prayer, it always gives us back the joy of the Lord, knowing who we are, right? And knowing I'm a forgiven sinner, redeemed and covered by the water and the word, uh, receiving that gift in the word and sacrament, knowing full well that by his work, 
I am in his name. And what a great name that is. Let us pray. And dearly Father, we, uh, we thank you for uh, your name. Lord, we, we pray that your word may continue to guide us in all of its truth and purity. We pray that your word, uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may lead um, us to live peaceable lives according to your name. Lord, may your, may your name uh, be sprout forth to all that need to hear it. And may we honor and praise your name and live in your name so that many people uh, can see what it means uh, to be in your grace, to be um, living in your name. Bless us this day, grant us your comfort, and lead us by your name. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you all have a blessing week, blessed week, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll see you again next time uh, for the next petition about thy kingdom come. So I hope to see you there. All right. Adios. Bye. Thanks for listening to this study on Luther's small catechism. We hope this was helpful as you grow in the Christian faith and study of the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com.